everyone. Welcome to the West Coast Preps Podcast. I believe this is episode number 102 of the West Coast Preps Podcast. And what a journey it's been. What a January we've had. A ton of top performers that we're going to go through today. Deliberate Training had their first tournament. We're going to talk about some of the top performers and how they did in that. Also going to talk about Barry Bonds and how he has uh, not been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame by the writers. But the most important topic that we have today is how Chris Jackson did not do his homework. If you are a loyal listener to this podcast, then you would know at the end of the podcast of last week, we told Chris to go watch Spider-Man, the newest one that just came out, and to give us a full movie review after talking to him today before this podcast off the air. I have realized that he has not done his homework, and uh, we have no movie review. So I simply almost just did not do the podcast because Chris Jackson just obviously is not dedicated to this podcast and wanting to give good content to our viewers here. But Chris, I declined. Ahead. I declined to comment. I declined to comment on this matter. You can further all questions to my PR representative and to my agents. But I do have, have one no thing agents. I would like to mention. I, I no have. Agents. I have one thing to mention to you. I don't know why we're talking about this when Stephen Curry's been playing like Raymond Felton for the last month and a half on the basketball court. No, see now you're just deflecting, and the viewers. I'm not deflecting anything. That. I'm just telling you. I'm just tell. I'm just telling you the straight facts that Steph Curry is equivalent to Raymond Felton in his NBA career now. And by the way, I'm not the one that has actually said this. We have had somebody tell us this multiple times over the last oh, no. week, trying to spam Go us ahead. with this information. Connor McIntosh has. But I bet Connor McIntosh, if he was told to go watch Spider-Man, would have went and watched Spider-Man. To no, he wouldn't. Full movie no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Well, let's be real. Should I spoil the movie for you now? Yeah, go ahead. I don't want to. That's just that's just rude. Like, then don't, then do don't spoil it. Yeah. Do whatever you'd like. It's just it's disappointing. You know, I think I can speak for all of West Coast Preps fandom that we're all disappointed in you, Chris, today. Oh, disappointing I'm so sorry time. for letting you all down. As you should be. As you should be. Anyways, we do have news to report on. Barry Bonds has not been elected to the Hall of Fame, and he is no longer on the ballot. While there are still ways for him to get into the Hall of Fame with different committees, the main committee that elects them, the Baseball Writers Association or whatever, BBWAA or whatever that is, has not elected him into the Hall of Fame. The Sarah graduate who batted 467 in high school, and apparently that's the only stats that anyone can find on Google, is not in the Hall of Fame. Chris, give us your thoughts on what one of the best baseball players of all time not being in. I have a long spiel about this one. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame because, let's be honest with you, there was a lot of players during that era that did test positive. It came out that they tested positive, even had – one guy going, right, David Ortiz, where the New York Times in a 2009 article cited him as one of the more than 100 players that did test positive, but how come he gets in, but Barry Bonds doesn't? And now, I'm not saying I know for a fact that David Ortiz did test positive, but that's the report out there that was cited in that article of more than 100 different players, and we know a lot of different players did. If we're going to elect, if we're going to put all those guys in, just put them in. Barry Bonds, before the steroid use came about, was a Hall of Famer. Stealing bases, he ends up being the greatest home run hitter of all time. And 
you could definitely argue, I would argue, the greatest player of all time for what he did in his entire career, the 762 home runs, breaking the record. How do you do that? How do you get intentionally walked with the bases loaded? I mean, there's one thing right there. I think our problem, though, in baseball is in the NBA, you notice it. In the NFL, they're they're more willing, especially in the NBA, to give guys more love, no matter kind of backgrounds, things that have happened. And I think I don't mean to sound rude about this, but I think because it's more of a younger base that follows the sport and it's more of an all around wider audience base that follows that baseball. A lot of these professional baseball writers are not they're probably not our age. It's a lot of people that are still kind of stuck in the eras of who were some old players names that we can mention. I mean, Nolan Ryan. Those errors, they're stuck with that, and they think that steroid use should not have ever been a thing in baseball. But to be honest with you, it's been used for a, a long time. There's been that used by not only him, Alex Rodriguez, Roger Clemens, all these guys have come out. I think it's a base of too many people stuck in the past instead of people trying to have that good balance of the past and current. You notice in the NBA, with a lot of people writing and covering that now, there is a good base of where we talk about the past, right? We talk about how great it once was with Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson changing the sport. MJ, the great Houston Rockets teams with the Twin Towers. So now we talk about how great it is today with LeBron, Steph Curry, how great Kobe Bryant was for all those years, Shaq, go on and on. But baseball nowadays, nobody really talks about the current game. You don't even really see it marketed nowadays or the future, how well it's not marketed well at all. We market the past a lot. We talk about how great things used to be with Hank Aaron. And when you go to a game, we all talk about how great Ricky Henderson was and deservedly so. Great player out of Oakland, but nobody's talking about now. You barely hear anything about Mike Trout, for goodness sakes, nowadays. I think that's a, that's a huge problem. He's one of the best players to ever live. If you've watched him even for a second, you know Mike Trout's going to be one of the greatest dudes to ever play the sport. But I think we're too stuck in the past instead of trying to look to the future and give up to the guys now and not understanding that a lot of baseball players back in those days used steroids and you've even reportedly put in the guy that did. So why can he get into Barry Bonds camp? Yeah, I'm just going to go through some numbers real quick. And his career numbers, 162.7 war, which is wins above replacement. 2,935 hits, 762 home runs, which everyone knows about that one, 290, 298 batting average, scored 200 or 2,227 runs, knocked in 1,996 RBIs, had 514 stolen bases. His slugging percentage for his career is 6.07, OPS was 1.051. Those numbers are absolutely insane. This is the only person that is a part of the 500-500 club, 500 home runs, 500 stolen bases. And I don't think anyone will ever touch it again because stolen bases are just, they're not a part of the game as they once were. So for him to not be in the Hall of Fame, I think is an absolute travesty. And it's it's unfortunate. Um, but there is still ways for him to get in there. We will see. Uh, as you mentioned, baseball has a ton of issues, still in a lockout, and will probably be in a lockout for at least another month. Um, they, they can barely even talk for multiple days at a time to, to negotiate this thing. So um, when we will see baseball back in the Bay Area um, is is definitely a huge question, at least for the major leagues. But we do have uh, high school baseball will be returning here in just a few weeks. As I know, tryouts are 
are starting to come up here in the next week or so. So teams are starting to get assembled for that. But quite a travesty. Um, don't want to spend too much time on it because I know this is uh, probably getting people riled up as it's a very controversial <laughs> But I was at Deliberate Training 7-on-7 seven seven, uh, first football tournament as they were at DB Selects Tournament in Sacramento this weekend. Um, after battling throughout the day, they did make it to the semifinal game without losing a single game before then, but then they did fall to the DB Select, uh, the host tournament there. But definitely some good players that stood out there. Marquis Singleton Jr. from Encinal, the wide receiver, had a great great season. Last year, we had 53 touches on 839 yards and 12 touchdowns. Um, he had a great day. Keegan Peterson from Montgomery had a great day as well. He had 39 touches, 625 yards, and nine touchdowns last year. Andrew Carrasquillo with St. Francis, who had a historical season in 2021. He had uh, an interception, deflected three passes, and scored a touchdown last year for St. Francis. He had another great day. All these guys, their first tournament playing together, you could really tell there was a a lot of fun out there. You could tell the, the bonding started to happen, and we're happy to be a part of this delivery training team to be able to give them coverage and, and follow them throughout this entire year. It's going to be fun to bond with all these kids. There's about 40 kids that are going to be intertwined on this, these teams that we're covering this year. So it's going to be great. And there's a ton of talent on this team as well. There's just three of some of the best athletes that are going to be on that team this year. Um, you know, how excited are you for to be covering this team? You're going to be going there this weekend for their next tournament on Saturday. How excited are you to see these players perform and improve during this offseason? Really excited because I've seen a lot of these guys play during the high school season. You saw Luchika Sale, what he did on Los Gatos' defense. They had a couple of the top tacklers in that linebacker room alone. It's hard to find a better room than Los Gatos had there. Marquis Singleton, I saw him play against Berkeley. As a junior in that game of the week that they had, you had him and the Lorenzo brothers just intercepted every pass. I want to say they forced the, off the top of my head. I think it was nine turnovers in that game. Something that absolutely game. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's another really kind of sleeper program out there that a couple of years ago when Vincent Nunley was there too, under Keith Miner, they did go to an NCS championship. I mean, Marquis Singleton's a name to watch. Tyler Borland is going to be the next big-time tight end at Valley Christian. I think you're noticing Valley Christian's really starting to pass the ball more. They really started to last season with Jackson Berman and Jerry Dickey and that tandem and Kai Hamilton coming up. Another athletic freak. We saw him at that Best in the West showcase before his, before this past season. And, man, oh, man, Kai Hamilton just delivered in every sense. Those young quarterbacks, they have Theo Jonathan Kraft. He's going to be a great one. Aaron Knapp was on St. Francis' team as a freshman. We had seen him at some showcases over the summer. Great Pro Sports showcase, his arm talent. I know San Jose State's great quarterback. Really liked watching him, working with him there. There's so many different names. I know we're going to go through a lot throughout this season, but a lot of these guys are kind of these slept-on prospects. They've been Marquis Singleton's. An all-around athlete, you can line up in the slot, the outside. He's going to burn you. He's great on defense, too. Tyler Borland's going to be really good this upcoming season. Luchik is still. We can talk all we want about the Jake Rips. Who else they have there at Los Gatos? We're in an offense. They've got Jake Boyd and Emiliano Mejia. Both coming back. They had Quinn Merritt at receiver. But think about Luchik is How great his upcoming season is going to be. He's going to be a fun one to watch. Jerry on Dickey. 
was traveling over the weekends. He actually just got a Miami offer too. That guy's always fishing. I swear to you, Jerry on Dick, he just can't stop fishing. He he was so excited about that Miami offer. He, he had to mention that there's great fishing when he announced yes. that offer. So it, it, there's a lot of talent on that roster, and I think they're only going to keep getting better. They, From what you had said at that tournament over the weekend, they just kept getting better as that day went on at that DB Select tournament. They they were slow out of the gates, right, and they kept getting better, got that chemistry down, and that's what you're going to expect out of first tournament, your first games, <laughs> right? You, you start to develop that chemistry, and right away you saw the talent, the coaching with Steven and Moko all started clicking within 30, 45 minutes as you'd expect with how good that that program is. So it's going to be fun to see how they extend this. It will more players really step up as this season goes on. Yeah, and it's nice to see as we're on the seven-on-seven circuit, we're going to see some players that, you know, we might not have heard of, um, you know, that are juniors and maybe didn't get some playing time in this past year, but are really going to burst onto the scene in their senior year or, you know, sophomores going to juniors year, junior year as well. So it's nice that we're going to be able to go out to all these tournaments. Uh, we're going to be making the Oregon trip as well, it sounds like, with deliberate training this year, uh, which will be fun. Um, but before we move on to our next topic that does involve Oregon a little bit, Chris, you would like to say thank you to our partners at Fremont Bank. Yes, we'd love to thank Fremont Bank for sponsoring this podcast and for being the official bank of West Coast Preps. I know all of us use them not only for business, but also for our personal money as well. And with Fremont Bank, you get everything you want from your bank. You also make a lot possible in your community. So thank you so much to Fremont Bank for not only supporting us, but for supporting all high school athletics and helping give student athletes across this region the platform they deserve. Yeah, Fremont Bank has done an incredible job and they are huge supporters of all high school athletics and of westcoastpreps.com. So thank you to Fremont Bank. Really appreciative of them. Chris, this is something that we didn't talk about before, but you did mention Jerry on Dickey and him traveling. He was at Oregon, I believe, this past week. And so was another big time prospect in Jaden Rashada. Is there a possibility that we see a huge bear of movement to Oregon uh, in this 2023 class? I think there is. I think there could be, especially if you think of Jerry on the relationships he's got up at Oregon already because Troy Franklin, right, he's got that relationship with Troy. But I think Miami's a sleeper with a lot of these guys too because Oregon's previous coaching staff, right, with Mario Cristobal is now at Miami and they've offered these guys. <laughs> Jerry on Dickey loves the water. I'm just I'm just saying I'm, what, what are some of his personal preferences? I, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, he's so there's so many offers imagine. he's got now. It's I'd have to imagine there is amazing fishing in Oregon though as well. So that's something to consider. Yeah, there Apparently, is. There is. If you there if is. you want Jerry on at your program, you got to have a good fishing program somewhere over there. Yeah, I, I I think Oregon would be a really good fit for him. Dan Lanning, as we saw, won that national championship as Georgia's defensive coordinator. He's not a head coach at the University of Oregon. I think he can end up at Oregon. That's fairly close to home, too. I know how close he is with his mother and with his family. Miami's a sleeper team with a lot of these guys, especially with the relationships that staff did build when they were on the West Coast. I could see Oregon really making a push and ending up with at least one of these guys. I do think between that with that really good 2023 trio when they've got Rashid Williams, Jaden Rashada, Jerry Undick, yeah, I think – 
at least one guy from the 2023 class out here will end up in Eugene. It's just a matter of who will that be and what other schools come into the mix because Jaden's got so many other offers. He's got LSU was coming recently under Brian Kelly. You saw what LSU did with Joe Burrow a couple of years ago. Jaden Rosada could be that next big-time quarterback in Baton Rouge, getting to the top of the SEC again. There's a lot of unknowns. I know Rasheed Williams does have a Stanford offer, really smart in the classroom, as all three of those guys are. Do you pass up a Stanford education? I'm I'm not sure. There's there's so many ifs, ands, or buts that could really go through. And what more offers come about? And do any what kind of relationships develop? What ends up happening? But I think at least one player will end up in Eugene. Yeah, and it, it, it's a a scary thought to think that Jaden Rashad could have receivers like Jayon Biggie and Rashid Williams his side and possibly even Troy Franklin if he's still there all in Oregon at one time um, that would be a scary thought because we all know how much arm talent Jaden Rashada has so definitely something that is interesting and it's fun to play these games of you know where is these guys going to go because man that would be fun to see a bunch of Bay Area guys up in Oregon or wherever they decide Miami you know all three of them playing together I think would be a super cool experience Um, and I know that they all know each other as uh, should be fun as they are getting closer to a decision. Obviously, none of them have made a decision yet. Um, I don't think any of them have really put a final top 10 or anything like that out yet either. So we still have plenty of time as they have plenty of time. Offers are still rolling in for both all three of those guys. But 2023, the top of that class, is definitely getting closer to a decision. And as we move into one of our final <clears throat> topics of the 102nd episode of West Coast Preps podcast. There's been a ton of great performers in January, and we are getting closer to the end of January where we'll have our at-the-month vote coming up at the start of February or late night January 31st after those games are done. Who are some guys that have stood out to you so far in January that you think will be on the vote for both men's and women's sides? I'm going to go right to Los Gatos right now, the winning streak that girls team has had. I know they're in the running for the game of the week for girls against Palo Alto. So keep voting for that until 8 o'clock on Thursday night. But that freshman, Nicole Steiner, a great volleyball player. She's done great on the basketball court. She also just did win after the week voting for women's. She's a name to really watch out for. Annabelle Schneiberg from Lick Wilmington, the UCSB signee, has been terrific on the basketball court. You've had... Lauren Green every night is putting up 30-plus points at Castro Valley. You look at Amaya Bonner at Cal, Natalie Pascoe. Alexis Woodson's had a really good month also for Monta Vista girls basketball. You've got John Taylor at Kings Academy for boys basketball has really stepped up. They just had a big one last week at Menlo, Adam Brockia. We all know what he does on a nightly basis, the Belmont commit there. Ryan Beasley, though, let's let's give Doherty Valley some love with what they've done this season. Lost only once all year, and that was at the buzzer. They just came back and beat Granada over the weekend. They've got a big game against Dublin, their rival next week. But Mike Hanson, what he's done, the guys they've got, Ryan Beasley every single night, the three-year varsity player, only a junior, is scoring 30-plus points. Connor Zavia hit, I think, seven threes to beat Granada. One play, a three-on-one fast break, you would think, Right. This is you're just gonna at this level, you're gonna go probably settle for a mid-range jumper, you're gonna pass it, someone drives it to the basket. No, it was like vintage Golden State Warriors. You just decide, okay, I've got some room, pull up, 
three good right in front of the student section. You can think he's, uh, he's been incredible. Raymond Felton. You can thank Raymond Felton for that. Or sorry, my bad. Steph Curry. That's yeah, it, so we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna thank Raymond Felton for that one as we should right now. And then you've got Rika, you've got a really good Evergreen Valley girls basketball player that's had an amazing season too. I think we mentioned her in so many roundups and she's been in the voting almost every week because of what she's done. Tyler Dutto at Miramonte boys basketball has been incredible. Aiden Mahaney, some of these Lee basketball players like Colin Mantle. You've got Luca Joe Ewell. You've got Tegan Gaines and Jaylee Croy from Northgate girls basketball. Both just that's their names on the record books a few days ago with career points and rebounds numbers. They've got a big game against Akalani's on Friday too. That's also in the game of the week voting. So be sure to vote for that. The winner will take over first place in the Diablo Foothill league. KK Lack and Layla at Akalani's her and the also other freshman Sophie Chin. There's a lot. Courtney Anderson, Kevin Gad, two guys out of the East Bay. It's been, it's just been so many. Johnny Samani, Javon Johnson, Jordan Webster, that trio for De La Salle basketball, Gus Giba. You've got Trey Knight at Murrow Catholic. Unbelievable defender, easily a candidate for defensive player of the year and athlete of the year, I'd have to say, with the way he plays on both ends. They've got that freshman, Kellen Hampton, stepping up as well. You've got Luca Lauenberg playing great. Girls basketball at West County. You've got King Johnny Will Hyde at Reardon for boys, the junior. We saw what he did in that CCS championship last year. Almost willed him to that win over Mitty. The performance he had, just the dude's ice cold. The, guy, the guy's a walking bucket and one of the best defenders, too. But th those are some names, at least off the top of my head. A.J. Harris nearly beating Bishop O'Dowd the other night with Piedmont. And so Cameron Brown, another name, how smooth his game is. Great mid-range game, great going inside, great defender, hits that game winner to beat Piedmont. Actually, on a play that he said that he messed up, somehow that's what happens there. But he, he's had an incredible month. Ella Ladine from Pinewood, Peyton Holcomb from Venetia, Yasmin Garrett from Mount Diablo. You've got Hannah Golan and Jalea Wiggins from Branson Girls Basketball. Just off the top of my head alone and going through the list of there's some athletes you've highlighted so far this month. Those are, I know it's a lot, but those are definitely some of the ones you'd have to consider. I love Chris, how you say off the top of my head and you just named off about 75 names. So <laughs> there, there's the dedication from Chris Jackson. Now off the top of his head, he's got 75 basketball names just listed off. But what that means is athlete of the month voting is going to be huge. And also yes. the winner of the athlete of the month will be getting a ready package, ready sports drink package sent from ready themselves. Um, what's going to be in those boxes? We're unsure, but it'll definitely be some cool goodie bags from ready sports drink uh, coming to the winners of the athlete of the month. So be sure to be ready for that when it comes out on January 31st, the night of January 31st will be, Probably an intense voting with uh, a lot of different options. It sounds like about 50 to 75, according to Chris, off the top of his head. But <clears throat> what an incredible January it's been. We're rounding out the end of the basketball season now. We're into the final final weeks of league play and heading into the playoffs. Chris, is there any predictions that you want to make into this final couple of weeks of maybe some teams that have kind of quietly stayed stayed down below but are really making a charge? 
do you even want to make predictions with some of these leagues? Do I want to predict the East Bay yeah. or the West Catholic at this point? But I think a team to watch for, I would say, is Sarah Boys basketball. I know a tough game they had last week, but the way they've played some of the leadership, they've got Garrett Kiani, you've got Miles Clapper, the youngster Ryan Pettis. That's a team I'd really keep an eye on, St. Ignatius Boys basketball, especially fully healthy, that depth they have. Reardon is so tough with King Johnny Wilhites. Other teams, you've got to keep an eye on Doherty Valley with what they're going to do down the stretch. I think Redwood boys basketball, too. Let's really watch out for them. They just beat Marin Catholic by 22 points this week. Brady Weingart, Charlie Treen, those guys they've got there. They're, they're really one of the better teams. They just joined our boys basketball rankings this week, too, for the first time. Keep an eye on what they're going to do. Keep an eye on Branson down the stretch, both boys and girls. I think those are teams they're going to really have to watch out for. Bishop O'Dowd as well, and both boys and girls as a team that's really coming together at the right time in both of those aspects. I think girls, they're going to make a big run this year. I think boys too. Lou Ritchie just doing what he always does, right? That guy just wins, and he's doing it again. Yeah, without a doubt. It should be an exciting last couple of weeks that we're going to have in basketball season, and then just like that, it'll be baseball season. Um, you know, and I know we're going to have our – our preseason rankings and all of that coming out soon. Uh, we're still pretty early, though. It's still January. We got time before all of that starts getting rounded up. But I'm, as a former baseball player, I'm getting excited for baseball season as well. But we still got plenty of basketball coverage, so make sure you go subscribe to westcoastpreps.com and read all our roundups that we have every single day coming out, feature stories coming out every single day as well. Chris, is there anything else? that you would like to talk about, any rants that you have, the floor is yours. I think a couple of things. We've sent out the link for our survey on ways we can improve. Tell us what you've liked, what kind of more stories you'd like to see, and what maybe things we can improve on, things you'd like to see us do more of, as much as we'd like to try to cover any everybody. Maybe there's somebody, some program that we've missed. Right, I can promise you we're trying our best to get everybody covered, but if we miss someone, just let us know. And we'll definitely try our hardest to get some coverage on them and get their name out there and get stories out them and maybe go to an event soon too. And number two, also sign up for the golf tournament. Greg's been working diligently at that every day. The first one was a success last summer. Be sure to sign up for this one. There's a lot of stuff that's being prepared for this. I know you're not going to want to miss that date in May. Yeah, May 2nd at Calypte Preserve in Pleasanton. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, we have our early bird special going right now. So if you have not gotten the link, you can find it on Twitter. Um, you can also find it in all of our newsletters. And you can also send us an email at team at westcoastpreps.com if you'd like more information on that. But the link to register is westcoastpreps.com. You can type that into your Google search and it should pop right up for you. And you can register now. Spots are filling up quickly. So make sure you guys reserve your spot today. Get your foursome out there. Dinner afterwards, buffet, raffle prizes, and some goodie bags will be given out as well. So make sure you come out to that. Um, and yes, fill out that survey. We want to hear what you guys have to think about our content, what we can improve on, uh, what you guys like about our content so we can continue, continue building on top of that, of what we're already doing well. So we'd like to hear from you guys. Uh, none of this would be possible without our fans and support from all of you guys. So it's greatly appreciated. But with that, I think we're going to wrap this one up. 
Chris, are you going to watch Spider-Man this week? No promises. No, pro- I'm not going to make empty promises. Well, you already made one, so I mean, at some point, you got to fulfill it. Well, one thing, one thing I can tell you is I am going to be watching the NFL playoffs. I think that's one thing. After last weekend, I think that's one thing I can confirm. <clears throat> Should we give out a shout out to Joe Mixon? Is he the lone Bay Area standing now? At this point, off. Oh, I think so. The only guy I, I think, can think so. of. Yeah. No more Tampa Bay, so no more Breda. Brady, or I should say. So, yeah, I think Joe Mixon is alone. So we're all Bengals fans. I think, well, I mean, unless you're a Niners fan, but who likes the Niners? Um, I'm, I'm not a Niners fan. I'm sorry, people. I'm not rooting for the Niners. <laughs> go Bengals, go. I guess that's all we can say. It's the black and orange. I, me and black and orange. I would love orange. to see. I would also love to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase win a little bit, too. Yeah, they already won a national championship, though. Anyone? Yeah, but, but let's get them to the top of the NFL. Anyone but Patrick Mahomes. I want. I wanted the Bills to win that game. I was rooting so hard for Buffalo in that game. I'm a Patriot fan, and I was still rooting for the Bills. That's that's how much I do <laughs> not like Patrick Mahomes. That's not good. No, but that will do it for the 102nd episode of the West Coast Press Podcast. Now you guys go smash the like button down below if you're watching here on YouTube. Or make sure you guys share this if you're watching or listening to Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you guys go to westcoastpress.com, read up on all those latest feature stories, rankings, and game recaps, and subscribe. That's just $3.99 a month or $39.99 per year. And I think that will do it. Everyone have a great day, and we will see you guys next week on the 103rd episode of the West Coast Press Podcast.